G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to a long overdue episode of the Sports by Fry Woo-hoo! podcast. JLo and I are back in action. Uh, as you can clearly hear, we're excited to be in the studio. Uh, hoops is back, so hoops, basketball, NBA action is uh, in full swing. So we decided to sit down and record our thoughts on the first couple of weeks. Uh, plenty of nuggets and plenty of cabs to talk about. Uh, it wouldn't be a sports by pod if I didn't do a little bit of a trip around the associations. So if you hang in there for the whole 40-minute podcast, not hour 40 like we say at the end, uh, you actually get a little bit of AFL and NFL tidbits. So plenty of other stuff is in the works now that we've actually hooked up. You can obviously hear that we've got new, brand new microphones working. So uh, exciting times at the Sports by Fry studio. So I'll stop gas bagging and you can start listening to the episode. It's been a long time between uh, sports be episodes, but finally, JLo and I are sitting down once again to record a well overdue podcast. Basketball's back, so what better reason uh, to sit down in two chairs and face each other and talk sports? How yes. are you, mate? This is the first time we've ever actually like, faced each other. It's a good point. We've got a new setup, and uh, hopefully, hopefully you can tell by the sound of the audio, the crispy that crispy, buttery audio. There might but, be yeah. a couple of roadblocks early, but uh, now I'm confident that we can uh, match it up. It's nice to, like you said, face each other and talk basketball rather than sit around a <laughs> snowball and try and uh, go back and forth. Just huddle around, yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I mean, everyone that's a hoops head is uh, glad that the NBA is back. But as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, it's nice to be sitting here on the 3rd of November with a winning record still. Um I would, I would be greedy to try and steal the mic away from the Denver Nuggets first, though. Let's be honest. We ha- As a collective, we have a bit more... Uh, what's the word? A bit more, a bit more passion right, behind yeah. their success. Uh, yeah, I don't know. More passion, but more... You've got a big bet on them. To, I do. To yep. win the West or whatever, so... Obviously, I'm I'm right aboard the uh, the Nuggets train. So no, actually, I'm pretty happy to talk about the old uh, the Cavs, mate. They're- Let's do it. So yeah. uh, NBA All Star is in Cleveland this year. So do you reckon oh. I should buy an Evan Mobley jersey before or after he makes the All Star team? Oh wow, yeah. Look, I've got him on my fantasy team, and uh, it, it's been a joy to watch his rebounds and blocks and getting some steals and few assists and. He's, he's looking the real do. I sort of, we were chatting during the week and I was saying, I don't think he's going to be the Hakeem of his batch, but I think he might be the Duncan Robinson or the, uh, not Duncan Robinson. I was going to say, yeah. that would be nice if he showed a bit of Duncan Robinson. <laughs> the, Dun- the, the David Robinson, sorry, or the, you know, maybe the Patrick Ewing. So, you know, just that step down from the top center, but you've still got a perennial all-NBA teamer right there, mate. I think he's got a long way to go, uh offensively but yeah like i said it's nice to see that cleveland's actually winning some basketball games and owning a uh, winning record i don't think we've won our home opener for a few years yet but uh i think we still technically lost that so we were 0-1 to start the year but it's not often that we talk about the Cavs in a post lebron era and they're above 500 i was having a look before they're actually there's like six dudes who are averaging somewhere between 13.8 Eight, I want to say, and like twelve point nine points. There's like five blokes in that random glut. Where, where's uh, Col- like where? Who's the high one? Colin. He's, uh, He's seventeen. He's above eight. everyone. Okay. Um, and then you got Darius Mobley's about the same. Right. Okay. Um, I think he's third from memory. And then Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, who's been playing like it's a two thousand and eight Olympics. So yeah, it's good times in Cleveland. Um, 
Oh, I really only wanted to talk about Evan Mobley, so we've got my fix. Uh, yeah, when's Mike Porter going to start hitting some fucking shots? Look, he's um, he's one of those guys. Like, it, what is it? We're, we're five games in, or something? No, hang on. What are we? Five, Six or seven? I would we're say we're seven games in the Nuggets. It's it's this game. Put money on it okay. tomorrow. Tomorrow against Jar and the Grizz, it's going to happen. I guarantee. It. I wouldn't be mad because. Uh, Looking at some numbers right now, he's shooting 34.5% from the field and 23% from three with 62% from the free throw line. Very un-MPJ-like numbers. Again, seven games in, so I do uh, expect him to right the ship. But are you somewhat concerned that he hasn't kind of come out gangbusters considering how much opportunity he's got in that Nuggets offense now? Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. He's... He- if you watch the actual games, he doesn't. He's still not like a feature. He seems of the passive, offense. if you ask me. Like weirdly, he, he is passive when he gets it. But I think also like it's not like they're they're running sets for uh, MPJ. It's still this real team ball that's going on. So I think it'll happen. The last few games, he's got to the rim a bit more, which he's been doing. He didn't do it all in the first few weeks for the yeah. no, first few games but That's a good point um yeah he guarantee it he'll he'll turn it on tomorrow put put the house on it mate put the house on it yeah, put the house, on this house so yeah. uh, all right i'll take your word for it um <laughs> we're gonna play a game of fact or fiction to kickstart the uh rebirth of the sports by fry pod i did an article that kind of laid down some fact or fiction around a couple of the popular storylines well, what 10 days into the season i think now we're about two weeks in um First fact that I threw out there was that Ja Morant will make an all-NBA team. Not an all-star. Hasn't yet made an all-star team. But I reckon the way he started playing the year, he's going to make an all-NBA team. So do you reckon that's fact or fiction? Well, look. Earlier, before the, <laughs> before, well, the, look. <laughs> before the season started, we were having a good chat about Derek Rose and Russell Westbrook in their third season. Pretty much the exact same guys. And I sort of said... I, team success pending. I actually think Jar might be an MVP this yeah. year. So Grizz success is a bit of a different kettle of fish. Tricky but yeah. one. Yeah, but I I take that to the bank, mate. That's a fact. So let's think about Big it. facts. If he if he was going to be an All NBA guard, that means he's going to be one of the six best guards in the league. So if you gun yeah, your him head right Curry. now, who else would you pick? Him and Curry in the first. Right now, yeah. Yeah. Does Paul George count as a guard? Uh, I would say no. Yeah, I would say they probably wouldn't put him as a guard. So, But I was actually thinking Jimmy Butler might be a guard. So I get, you know. One of those two. Yeah, sure. Um, no one else honestly springs to mind ahead of Jar or Steph at the moment. No, at the moment. Dame's been a bit of a weirdo. Um, oh, Cole Anthony, obviously. <laughs> Mate, he's playing great, but... Yeah, I I would say yeah, give it give Jar facts, mate. Give yeah, because you could probably throw in like an assist maker like Trey or Chris Paul who uh, gets another mention later yeah, on. Yeah, someone like that. But yeah, I think and if the Lakers find their mojo and win a ton of games, maybe Russ gets his mention. But yeah, I'm sure he earns one of those six spots. Um, all right, next one because this one divided the house a little bit in the early part of the season. Uh, the Bulls will make the East Finals. Fact or fiction? The Bulls. East Finals. So to pave uh, the groundwork, you were pretty hot on them straight out of the gates. I had a bit of scepticism. You were saying that they could be and probably should deserve to be mentioned as a top four team in their conference. And then I had a couple more doubts. I thought they'd be in the play-in mix. But 
after the first couple, I was like, oh, yeah, top six lock for sure. But they're six and one right now. The only loss they've got is because DeMar missed, a, I think, a potential game winner against, can't remember. But, can't yeah, remember. they did beat up some easier teams early in the year. Uh, they're starting to roll, though. So do you think that they've got the capabilities to live up to the hype yeah. with their improved roster? Definitely have the capability. I think they will fall in the East semis. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think it'll be Giannis versus the Heat at the moment. I really well, like what the Heat have, and I think I mean the Bucks are, and Giannis is just a cut above. So, and he hasn't even got rolling yet. So, I'll take I'll take those boys. And uh, yeah, what do you think about the Bulls though? Because like I said, love them. So you think that their success? Like, where do you reckon they'll finish the year out? Top four seed? I think they. Oh yeah, easy. I yep. think they'll probably finish one or two and then lose. I think Giannis and um, the Bucks are kind of just like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. We can finish anywhere in the top four. It doesn't matter. Um, and then probably fall, at, you know. In what- I was thinking about it today that for the first time that I can remember in my basketball fandom, the East is better than the West. Yeah, I think that that's a fair call. Uh, you're ruining this game because uh, <laughs> one of the fact or fiction questions was, uh, will the Heat make the... Uh- Eastern Conference Finals, uh, win the Eastern Conference Finals, so you've kind of... I don't think they'll win it, but they'll make it. And then one of the other ones was, is the East better than the West? But uh, that's okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, um, we'll now, I want to keep talking about Chicago, because like I right. said, I um, I had doubts over them. I thought their team defense as a whole unit would be pretty average, but they're sixth in defense efficiency at the moment, and they are actually all kind of playing up a bit higher than what I thought their capabilities were. Obviously, Lonzo and Caruso are great defenders, but... Levine seems pretty locked in. I thought the DeRozan piece would be a bit more clunky, but having those like late game ISO bucket options in Levine and DeRozan and then smart players like the aforementioned Caruso and Ball, I reckon it's actually enhanced their ceiling. Like I said, I still thought they would be a good team, but yeah, they're rolling right now. Yeah, they're unreal. You've had problems with their defense all, well, you know, up until a game ago or whatever, but I think Levine is... He hasn't been a good defender, but he has the tools, right? He's this like hyper athletic dude. He right? showed a bit in the Olympics as well, I would yeah. Like he's just been away with was Poppy's frigging coach. Like yeah. so he's gonna have taken a step. Lonzo, we all know, is a great defender. DeRozan started his career as a good defender. Like mm-hmm. that's how he made his bread. Bread? Yeah, bread. earned yep. his bread early he still on. Makes and, bread. Yeah. And um I mean look, um Vucevic is a little bit bit iffy, but you know, defense can can really be like a team thing at times. So if you've got two or three blokes kind of covering your ass, then it's going to work I out. I guess that's kind of what I'm not overestimated, but yeah, I would have thought that they're like a couple of dudes that they had in the mix, like Vooch, like a what, 31, 32 year old DeRozan now. I thought that might have like dragged them down a bit, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. I thought that the. Chicago is one of the hot teams, but Miami is equally hot, pun intended. Uh, they're also 6-1, sitting atop the East. What do you reckon? Can they win it all? Do they have the chance, like the championship DNA, given their addition to Lowry, the fire punch off the bench in Tyler Hero, the hot shooting of David Robert, uh, Duncan Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> he has not been hot shooting to start the year, but... Yeah, uh, I might be cutting in before you finish your No, no, that's wheel, it. But- <laughs> so, what, yeah, what do you reckon? Do you reckon the Heat not only have a chance to win the East, but it, should we be starting to think about them as a legit title threat? 
Uh, definitely. They sh- should definitely be thought of that way. I mean, it all comes down to injuries. And of course. I still think Milwaukee's the one out of the East. I just think Giannis is... I think Giannis is the best player in the world, him or Jokic. Um, and so... That- yeah, there's no no Nikola Jokic uh, shade here. We still need to classify him as number one and Giannis too. Oh, uh, you know, I'm happy to... No, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, defensively as well, yeah. So I think Giannis is okay, the best yeah, player in the me. world, and then. But if something happens, then absolutely. But I just think the one thing that the Miami Heat are missing is that that one fucking superstar. Oh, sorry, I don't know if we. Nah, swear on this we can podcast. say fuck all the time we <laughs> yeah. like. I think they're missing that like one guy, you know. And Jimmy Butler's a badass, and we've kind of seen him take them. Oh, it was was them to the finals before. Mm. They're better. And Bam is just an unreal player now. He's turned into something that... He's turned out better than I thought he could ever be. Yeah, I agree. But Giannis is still Giannis. He's called the Greek freak for a reason. He's like a basketball god now. And, I mean, it's going to take a lot to knock him and a really good supporting cast off. Like, we talk about great defense. You've got Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton's a great defender. And then the pieces that they have, I think it's just so important to not have one of those like um, those rosters that's just like heavy up the top. Like you just got to fit, and I think that's what the Bucks do really well. Whereas Miami fitting in really well at the moment, but I just think I just think it's well, Milwaukee's obviously done it before, so it's easy to kind of sit here and ex- still expect them to do it. And I agree. I mean, I'm not saying that the Heat uh, should have lower championship odds, but and you know, it's what. 3rd of November, none of this is going to be decided for yeah. seven months or so. But the way they're rolling right now, like Kyle Lowry actually played really good today. I think yeah. he had like 22 points. Slow start. He had, I think he only shot like 10 shots or something as well. But He's a good player. Been like, hasn't been scoring a ton to start the year. But yeah, I think the Bam out of bio piece is an interesting one. Like he's taken a bit of a leap. Markeith, Markeith, Marcus, Morris, the one of the Morai is playing pretty well for him. Like we said, uh, Duncan will find his mojo sooner or later. But I think mm. that if they keep rolling the way we're going, and let's be honest, they could finish with like a top two seed in the East. It's not out of the question, especially with the unknowns of Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons for the Nets and Sixers. Sixers are gone. Don't even talk about those guys. Oh, they're coming up, they're coming up too. Um, they're gone. But, yeah, I totally think that Miami is talented enough to make a serious push given their nucleus, and Jimmy Butler could play himself into MVP consideration. Yeah. Could. yeah. <laughs> I actually think um, low-key Bam is the MVP of that team, though. I think, yeah, right. I think I, there's no way either of them could get it because they would both subtract from one another. True. I feel like, yeah, Jimmy's probably the poster boy, but, yeah, you're right. Bear might be the more valuable player. And also just sense. like, you know, there's there's half of the MVP voting cast who value those sort of guys and just like understand the value that Bam brings, especially because he, he might be a defensive player of the year chance. And if he's scoring 20 points a game, you're kind of like, well, actually, he's the best defender in the league maybe. Plus, he's doing it all offensively and just making things click. Anyway, that's just a it's a side note. He is uh, actually. I was just looking it up. I was like, is he averaging twenty? Po- oh yeah, twenty. Pretty much twenty-one, fourteen, and one and a half. But Lowry's impact is obviously obviously going to take his assist numbers down. Hmm. Um, speaking of scoring punch, fact or fiction: Steph Curry will win the scoring title. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, 
Just to put it into context, he is leading the league yeah, in points at the moment, but it's pretty much a three-horse race. Oh, that's not true. There's a lot of boys in yeah. the mix, including Paul George, Paul George Jar, and Durant and Giannis are a hop, skip, and a jump away with Boston's two big dogs right in the mix. So there's obviously plenty of blokes that are capable of doing it, but I think the Warriors are one of my surprising teams early on. They're similar to the Heat. Six and one. Bulls, they're also six and one. Um, mm. And I thought they would maybe have a few more growing pains with Steph and like they're, they kind of just revolve all around Steph, right? But without Clay, I thought, oh yeah, they'll play some of these young guys like Kaminga, Moody, who else they get? Bielitsa will take a while to find his feet in the team, but they've been clicking early on. Who have they beaten actually, to be honest? Like I've got no gauge of how their like strength of schedule's been. I think they lost two degrees in OT. That was their only L. Um, but they've beaten both LA teams, the mm. Kings, and then the Thunder twice. So mm. okay, let's not get let's not get carried away. But but yeah, circling I'll be, back, I'll be honest. Just quickly, they like I was happy to just not draw a line through them. But I was like, oh, 50 wins. That's that's probably what they'll get ish with Ooh, a healthy clay. That's a lot. Oh, with a healthy clay. Yeah. Right. Again, I'm banking on him coming back. Oh, I think they said Christmas time, January ish. So you never know. But, yeah, what do you reckon of uh, Steph Curry's title scoring odds? Um, scoring title yeah, odds. Yeah, <laughs> I think he would be the guy if you're like, oh, here's, you have to put 100 bucks on someone. I would take Steph, but there is that, there is like Jar, Paul George is going to score out his ass this year. And I think, obviously, you've got KD and Giannis are always a threat. So it's going to be like a really interesting little race. Um, but I'd put my money on Steph, but it'd be fucked if I know, honestly. D Lillard could just do some crazy shit. Like. Yeah, it's almost like throwing a dart at the dartboard. Like mm. I said, the two Boston boys are right in the mix. They're actually sixth and seventh, and I think mm. Jalen Brown's above Jason at the moment. Uh, fact or fiction, they're in trouble because they are sitting at two and five, and uh, only in the last couple of days, actually it might have been yesterday when they lost to Chicago, the raucous Chicago team. Um, Marcus Smart called out both those big dogs and said they need to pass the ball more. And oh, wow. The team's been doing crap and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, actually, hang on. I'll get the direct quote, but do you think Boston's in trouble at two and five? Mm, it's a good question. I think uh, before, at the start of the season, we were sitting down with our mate at a pub and uh, we as were talking- As you do as an Australian. <laughs> Australian. We were, we were talking a little bit of Boston Celtics and I was- Actually, pretty all right with them because I think they've got the next, potentially the next Kobe. Plus, I love Jalen Brown, but... Or Peyton Pritchard? <laughs> Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> but uh, I actually am not into them at the moment. I think they're uh, I think they're in trouble, to be honest. Especially because, here's the thing, you, you sort of always had a bit of faith in them because, oh, they've got the best coach in the league, but they don't anymore. Who mm. the fuck is their coach? I don't even tell you. Ime Udoka. The oh. ex-Spurs bloke. Oh, okay. I do like Ime, but Imi, Udoki. But nah, I think I actually think they're in trouble, mate. To put but- it into context, Marcus Smart, after they gave up a 38-39 to 11 run to Chicago, they were up by, yeah, about a dozen going into the last and then lost by 14, said every team knows we're trying to get the ball to Jason and Jalen. Every team is programmed and studied to stop Jason Jalen. I think everybody's scouting report is to make those guys pass the ball and they don't want to pass the ball. I think, like, looking through their record, let's be honest, they're two and five, but that's with, like, three overtime games that could just be flip of the coins and go a lot of other ways. But I think they won one of them against Charlotte and then lost a couple of others to Washington. 
But for Marcus... Washington are uh, sneaky good this year. Yeah, they are, actually. They've been surprising. Uh, and they lost that epic, their season opener against New York was that mm. double overtime, like, monster game. They could so. be 6-1 and one right now. Or you know, like, like you, you flip it around like that, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they did have one really bad loss to Toronto, but right. it is early still. I'm... I'd be a bit more concerned that like Marcus Smart is saying this stuff seven games into the season to the media. Like he's meant to be their quote unquote heart and soul, even though he's probably not as like I mean he's a good player, don't I know get me wrong, mean, but yeah. he seems to talk a lot for a bloke of his skill set, if that makes sense. Yeah. No offense, Marcus Smart, which is a pro Marcus podcast. Yeah, we like Marcus, yeah. But yeah, a little bit uh Alarm bell started to ring when Smart started saying that stuff. Again, it's early, but I'll be watching very carefully to see how the next couple of weeks unfold for the Celts. They just really don't have the depth, and it's kind of like, other than Al Horford, yeah, I'd be worried. Who actually, let's be honest, it's kind of surprising how good Al Horford is playing uh, in his early second tenure with the Celtics. He's been overachieving, but they don't have a lot of depth. You're right, like... Well, who else could we know? I know that Neesmith's shown a bit over the preseasons and a solid shooter, but Jason Richardson has just been a, a waste of a player at the moment. Romeo Langford still there? Yeah, yeah. Not uh, not good times for the Boston Celtics. Um, all right, last NBA-orientated one. Ben Simmons gets traded before the All-Star break. Oh, fuck knows, mate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, Philly is just going to be like, well, we need to do something. I reckon Philly will be like really struggling at that point. Like they'll be really middling, and they because I they have been so far, haven't they? Like I've not been impressed with them at all. Um, I've watched a ton of them, but the bits I have watched have been unimpressive. They are five and two. It's worth mentioning, but yeah. Tobias Harris is out with uh, COVID protocols, and we don't actually know yet how long he's going to be out for. It's going to be longer, shorter, etc. Yeah, and Joel's already missed a game. I just think, yeah, standard. I, yeah, I think they'll be starting to really work. And also, like we said, the East is now the better conference, so they're going to be like, shit. We've maybe missed our little window to be one of those few teams at the top, and now we got to make a move. I think they'll trade Simmons. I think they'll take whatever they can get for him. I guess maybe that's the one thing they could do is just say, you know what, like, think long term. Let's just hold him until we get the deal. Well, I think that's what Daryl Morey's saying. Like he said, oh, I think the season had tipped off and Ben Simmons started to do all that bullshit. He got suspended for like dicking around in practice and then got tossed by Doc. Um, and then, yeah, I'm pretty sure Morey said something along the lines of, yeah, this might be a four-year saga because Simmons wow. is still technically contracted for four years. So he seems pretty content to not rush anything. If you're sitting as Daryl Morey, though, like you're, let's play the hypothetical. You've got Ben Simmons under contract. Would you try and flip him now if you could get, let's say, CJ McCollum? Uh, ooh. Yeah. Might be, yeah, that would fit yeah? really. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's Thank a great you. trade. Yeah, yeah, I thought well so done. too. Because uh, he's... I feel like Portland, just a bit of a side tangent, like are a bit wonky all over the shop. Yeah, Dame hasn't been playing great, and I think their CJ's pipe dream been playing is really good. Has their pipe dream is just try and get Dame and Dame and Embiid on the same team, but they might honestly be better off trying to. They might even be able to do a Simmons for CJ and like Nasir Little and picks or so, or like a pick swap or something, and like then that frees up a bit more 
shots. Obviously, CJ is going to take up a couple, but you know, just getting rid of the Simmons distraction and then gives them a check. They're like, right, because let's be honest, who knows how long Joel Embiid's going to stay healthy for? Mm. Kind of feel like they shouldn't sit on it for like four years again. I wouldn't if I was Daryl Murray, but you never know. Is it, is it still him there? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting confused with that whole um, Houston Rockets saga. My bad, not worrying about that. Um, that whole China thing. Oh God. Yeah. I yeah. He's th- that. well. On that note, like he's not a bloke that gets intimidated or like. Well, he. I'm sure he might be, but <laughs> he seems like he's got a pretty cool head, and he's like, nah, we're not succumbing to this peer pressure that Simmons and probably Clutch is putting on him. So, I will be yeah, very Richie interested. Paul. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you another one. Right, um, you're still Daryl Morick. Okay. Sacramento calls and they say, "All right, you can have Buddy Hield, Tyrese Halliburton, Marvin Bagley, and maybe a future first. Just for straight Ben. Yep. Um. Oh, that's a tough one. No, nah, probably not. I. Th- I think they're like they're in win now mode. Like especially because they got Tobias. They got yep. a, a good. Good enough team. Like they've got the shooters. They've got the d- Matisse Thibel's great. Like you would know all about mm. that. Getting his five blocks and seven steals a bloody game. Shout like, out to Tice, who's been uh, keeping the fantasy team afloat at the moment. Yeah, I think um, they've got like awesome pieces. I don't think like an, another glut of pieces is going to get them where they want to be. So I would say no, nah, no to that one. But if you said De'Aaron Fox, that's a different. Well, that was the next hypothetical. Just straight swap Fox for Simmons. I would do it. I think I would too. And yeah. there might be some people that view that as unders for Simmons, but given the shit that's happened this offseason, yeah. if you can get a dude like CJ or Fox, I feel like they should just pull the trigger, honestly. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. And I just love what De'Aaron Fox is doing. He hasn't really progressed. I just think he's like he's grease lightning on the court, and that's dangerous. Great like, use of grease lightning. Yeah, like thank that. you. You watch like, I watched Jar the other, actually, I've been watching quite a bit of Jar Morant this year because I got him on my fantasy team. Third round pick. Oh my goodness. And um, Yeah, let's not talk fantasy. Speed kills, man. Like, and and I think if you, imagine if you could pair De'Aaron Fox's speed with a big, clunky, slow bloke like Embiid, <laughs> you just, it just adds another punch or another Another punch to their repertoire. Oh, I don't know. A, yeah, punch it, to their repertoire works. It's a dodgy. You've gone box. with grease lightning and speed kills, so you've, you've been flying. So punch to the repertoire won't uh, won't do things too much. Uh, do you want a useless sports by fry stat? Always, mate. Yeah. So tonight, Chris Paul had eighteen uh, assists against the Pelicans. Season high, eighteen assists. Is he like the oldest person to do that or something? Maybe, but that's not where I'm going. <laughs> okay. He uh, he overtook couple of blokes and moved to third all time yep. so steve nash was third he's now fourth but he overtook mark jackson as well who was in fourth and now fifth nash was only one assist ahead of mark jackson do you think i remember that happening so these dudes played like what a thousand plus games nash finished on ten thousand three hundred and thirty five assists and Jackson finished on 10,334. If I'm Mark Jackson, I'd be spewing if yeah. Nash pipped me at the post. I mean, yeah, it was one of those things I feel like he was. that was just his goal, to get Mark Jackson and then just chill. <laughs> yeah, he so, seems a very relaxed customer. <clears throat> Mark uh, Jackson, did Mark Jackson play a lot more games, I feel like? I yeah, know. I want to say he did. Yeah, I would have said yes. 100 or so, maybe. Another couple of years. Um, actually, let's go with one more. Fact or fiction. Phoenix oh. was a one-hit wonder. Because we're oh, talking yeah, a little bit about am. them. And I mean, I actually think that they've earned enough respect over the last... Well, I mean, last year was the first year they made the playoffs. But that run gave me enough confidence in them that they're still 
maybe not contenders, but they're still going to be in the mix. And like we said, injuries break left and right and some things go in their favour. Let's be honest, if Ant Davis didn't get injured, they probably wouldn't have made the finals. Yeah, so, no way. So, yeah, do you reckon they are a one-hit wonder? Uh, absolutely. I friggin' hate the Suns. I think they're just like the biggest bunch of wankers in the league. Like them and um, who's the other team I hate, Fry? Uh, we played them the other week. Oh, not uh, Dallas. No. Nah, anyway, I just hate the Suns. So, yeah. Nah, let's get this. Who else is it? Oh, you guys might have even played them. I, I'll think about it while you, you sort of like keep us going. But yeah, absolute one hit wonders. They've got an ancient Chris Paul. Devin Booker is not an, like a, a superstar player, even though he thinks he is. I actually do love Aiton, but um, he's like not. He's just like a Dikembe Matumbo. Like he's got a very specific skill set, but he's not going to win you any sort of like. He's not going to win your playoff series. And then, you know, some random. Cast. I actually think Mikhail Bridges is like maybe their their best player right now. So. It's pretty telling that they gave him an extension and not Aiton. I think it was smart from mm. their behalf. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like Aiton could improve offensively and have more of a punch. It's the Timberwolves, by the way, who you're thinking oh, about. I but he's not going to hate the Timberwolves. <laughs> he's I not going to uh, develop into like on that note a Carl Anthony Towns type of offensive player on the per game average. You know what I mean? He may be a What's he probably a fifteen and twelve dude, Aiton, and Cat's mm. probably twenty five and twelve. I so. did, yeah, I feel like Aiton could become like a, a fifteen and fifteen guy, though, like a that sort of area mm, plus yeah. a few blocks. Like I think he's gonna be really good, but I just yeah, you're right. He doesn't have that c- capability to win your playoff series. So yeah, no nah, one hit wonders. I friggin' hate Phoenix. I'm so glad they're they're potentially falling off this little cliff. I'll pu- I'll push them if I could, mate. I, I can't stand them. And like Chris Paul, like a legendary player, but he's the worst of the bloody bunch. Like he <laughs> he just carries on, mate. Like I can't stand those. All guys. right, Sports by Fry uh, note for the for the podcast. Fuck the Suns and yeah. fuck the Timberwolves. <laughs> fuck them. Um, all right, I've got a couple of uh, treats for you because it wouldn't be a sports Ooh. beat podcast if we didn't cross sports. So oh, here's okay. a couple of AFL factual <laughs> fiction, and oh, I really? promise there's no fantasy ones okay. here. Uh, and this will be quick. Number one, fact or fiction, Buddy brings up 1,000 career goals in game one. Yeah, yeah, he'll do it. I think he will, absolutely. There's no way that Swans won't be feeding that man and he's, he's like just a big he only game. needs five he's a big game player like and like that sort of he's a bit you no know, he's a big moment player and he i would I say reckon, big game player well he has been maybe not anymore but like mm. I, I, that was more what i was looking for he's a big moment player and like he, i'm sure he can like tell this moment that checks out yeah. uh jordan de is toast oh mate to be honest like yeah no i think he is i think if this happened five years ago it'd be right but like this day and age, he's he's buggered. I think he should be. I don't think he is though. Like I wrote something uh, today. Yep, <laughs> wrote it technically <laughs> yesterday. Posted it today. Um, on like has he burnt Collingwood for the last time? Because like he got accused of sexual assault back in July last year. There was like a time he broke his hand and lied to the club. Like I, I wish you wish we were filming this. Like at my face. Just get right your now. face. Yeah. Hey, that's that's step number two. We'll yeah, get that we, rolling. We will get that. <laughs> Took us nine months to hook up these microphones. Let's just one step at a time. Yeah, right. No, I think he's he's buggered. He's and you know what a tool. I've actually never liked the bloke. Um, he's a f- super talented player on when he's like. Oh, absolutely. Running, yeah, we're not. This is no uh, degrading his football capabilities, but I mean, 
if it barks yeah. and it's got a tail and four legs, it's a dog. <laughs> yeah, he is a dog. And also, <laughs> the other thing is, like, this is the AFL, not the NRL. Like, and I'm sure, like, Gil will just say, Collingwood, if you're planning on picking this bloke back up, he'll be like, nah, sorry, sorry, I'm putting my foot down. He's just banned for life. I playing. hope that that's the route the AFL does go down. It's like, what kind of message are you trying to yeah. send? What brand are you building? But send the right I message. I don't know if it'll happen. Nah, send a strike. I think they'll use this to set set a tone for real. I kind of hope so. Unfortunate that the blokes might lose his AFL career for it, but, you know, his, his actions that have put him adult. in this spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jared Brander will find his straps at GWS. Fact or fiction? Uh, was the last? What was the last one? Is he toast? That was a fact, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. To okay. go is toast. Yeah, no. So I just didn't want to be like fact, fact, fact. This is like just pure fiction, mate. Like if I, we've said it before, if West Coast are getting rid of a player, like I've got so much faith in their list management crew. Like if West Coast is throwing you out, you are junk. Like they could turn friggin' water into wine, but yeah, Brander, this like in between guy, he literally said. Um, in the off season, like when he was sort of floating in the abyss, that <laughs> that he's like, I want to be the third for like tall forward, and yeah. I'm just like, what is that? Like, you want to be the third tall forward? First of all, most teams don't even roll with three tall forwards. You are luckier at West Coast, and then you want to be the third guy. Like that's he's just saying, I want to be nothing. Everyone does grow up and dream of being the third key forward in a premiership. So like, <laughs> I mean, really? Like, nah, he's cooked. Well, like GWS crew, you should be so upset. I'm not so uh, trigger happy to draw a line straight through him. However, I do agree with your call on West Coast and their talent development, etc. Uh, and that was a tangent to our last one. Fact or fiction, West Coast's premiership window is closed. Uh, I think it would be like premature. I'm a West Coast fan, so everyone take this with a grain of salt. And I actually... Like I've probably got overconfidence in West Coast as an organization and a football team, but I think they had a big problem this year with their style of play. Like, and that was obviously you asked our mate Kyle Merritt, and he was he wanted <laughs> he wanted Simpson's head after <laughs> after game three. Like or something. he didn't have his address. Let's, just, let's oh, be honest. Mate. But I reckon um, I I got enough faith in Adam Simpson as a coach to realize that he he fucking did a crap job this year, and I just think. They've, we've still got the cattle, like, getting a little bit old, but Tim Kelly's still young. We didn't have Yoey all year. We didn't have um, our captain all year. Mm. Bunger Hearn was in and out with his calf, even though he's bloody, he's old as dirt. But I, I think we've got a, a little bit more time. And also, I, we've sort of talked about this a little bit before. Everyone's quick to say, oh, West Coast, you need to bring in the youngsters. But we've already got the young centre-half forward. We've already got Liam Duggan playing well. We've already got... Alex Willen to fill in Bunger Hearn's role. Yeah. We've got plenty of young guys coming up, so it's not like we have to get them through the draft. So I reckon we can we could almost honestly draft one guy with our first round pick, trade the rest and get new players, honestly. Like, I think that's the way we could go. So no. That's what I was I was <laughs> long-winded. We got there. No. I was kind of going to say that with regards to Shuey and Kennedy. Like I don't think technically they've still uh, sorry, not Shuey and Kennedy, yeah. Bunger and Kennedy. I don't think technically they've signed one-year contracts yet, but all signs point to them playing on for mm. another year at least. If, even if they do get banged up and they don't play all season or whatever, as long as they're fit and firing in September, the least you boys have is capable enough of driving for one more push, I reckon. But 
there is also a lot being made about their supporting, uh, their lack of youth and how much these boys can step up, etc. But again, yeah, Tommy Barris, Oscar Allen, like he's Barris isn't that old. No, Tim Kelly, Josh Rotham, Alex Withard, and like they've got actually plenty of intriguing players. If you ask me, Liam oh, Ryan's pretty young still, mate. Mm, like, although I do wonder, I don't even think it's a knock on Simo. I just maybe it's the the Dockers fan in me that doesn't want to see. Oh no, I'll be honest, I do like seeing West Coast succeed as a sand groper. But yeah, I do have serious doubts if their window is toast and they maybe be fighting for another like seventh or eighth spot hmm. next season. It'd be interesting to see. Well, the doggies have done it from seventh, so... It's true. It's possible. Uh, again, it would not be a Sports by Fry episode if uh, we didn't touch on most of our uh, favourite sports, including American football, because we as uh, key members of uh, the household love a little bit of NFL action. We've done a little bit of uh, fantasy dabbling, and I'll be honest, it's my uh, expertise that carries the house, but the only question I'll give you, and it's not even a fact or fiction, but... We're pretty much halfway through the season. There's 17 weeks in the regular season. We're rolling into week nine. Who's going to make the Super Bowl? We're on record. There's two months probably till the bowl will be played-ish, maybe three. Maths isn't great. Uh, So if you had to gun to your head right now, who are the two teams in the Super Bowl and who's going to win? Uh, you would honestly, I thought the question was going to be, are you going to win a fantasy matchup? In your- <laughs> oh, I didn't even want to bring it up. I think I'm 0-8 or 0-9 now. Um, the one thing I would say, you'd have to like school me a little bit on like the, the divisions and how they like, who's like, but I really like the Cardinals. Um, so they're in the NFC technically. Yep. Yep. So is that the East or the West? <laughs> there is no East and West in the... NFL. So how they do they get- AFC and NFC, and then they have AFC East, West, North, South, NFC North. Oh, okay. West, East, so they're South. in the NFC, you said. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll take them out of uh, out of there, and then oh, you'd have to give me some options. On I the will. Side, yeah. So yeah. just to just while you're spitballing, the Cardinals actually have the best record in the NFC at the moment, tied with the Packers and the Rams. Rams okay. just traded for Von Miller, which is pretty interesting. Mm, Cowboys down. and Bucks are in the mix as well. Uh, in the NFC, and then our AFC at the moment, the top of the standings is the Tennessee Titans, who just lost Derrick Henry for yeah, the year. See you later. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, probably not so much either. Yeah, no. And then the Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, who've kind of overachieved until they lost to the Jets last week. And then there's a couple of middling teams, your Steelers, Chargers, Patriots could be a bit of a dark horse. And then the four and four Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, I've got a bit of faith that they might reel it back a bit. Like, uh, I know Mahomes has just been all at sea this year. But um, who jumped out to me just then? Bugger. I Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Steelers. Bills. Yeah, the Bills. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the B- Bills, Cardinals. Kyler versus uh, Josh. That'd be interesting, I think. It'd be a cool Super Bowl. Mine yeah. is uh, not that much different. I went the Packers and the Bills. Yeah, right. And I weirdly feel like Aaron Rodgers, after threatening to leave for the last like, couple be, of months. Wouldn't that just be so typical of the last few years? Like the yeah. Brady saga and then this, I'm going to leave and then actually, no, we're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, they made the like equivalent of the conference finals. I'm pretty sure three years in a row, maybe two, and lost obviously to Brady and to the Rams. Can't, anyway, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I reckon the Rams will be, speaking of, an interesting pick now that they've traded for Von Miller. Uh, but I'm going to go Packers-Bills. All right, we're done. That was a... Hour and 40. Was it really? That's what it says up there. Oh, damn. Long overdue podcast. Hey, we like to talk. We like to talk. Oh, no, that can't be right, actually. I was doing a bit of the maths. Anyway, it was a long one. That's okay. We're back. 
We're back. We're in the books. All right. Thanks uh, for tuning in, Sports by Fry fans. Thanks for joining. JLo, till next time. Chippy Windy. Chippy.